Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Luminol, Luminol Cocktail. Cocktail. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Great. Excellent. I am hungover. <laughs> but I'm pushing through. That's what Sundays are for. It's true. <laughs> true. It's the holy day. It's what God intended. It's a day to a rest. A day of rest. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Someone said, what if God is actually just the God of wine, but we just... Dionysus? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What if plot twist? That's actually what God was all along. So, I mean... I'm just saying. There's a lot of wine references in the Bible. Also, there's a lot of, like, corrupt religions out there, so I feel like it only, like, strengthens the argument that, like... All these fucked up people manipulating religion, telling you you have to do this. Obviously, it's not right, but they're like, you know, yeah, warping it. Mm-hmm. So that's canon in my head now. There's a roadmap. <laughs> you turn water into wine. Obviously, you're the god of wine. Why else? Water's so much better for you. I mean, it is, but <laughs> wine can also be so much better for you depending well, yes, on what your like, goals you know. are in life. <laughs> yes. Probably back in that time, um, they probably would have been better off with some water. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, definitely. my very but. basic knowledge of the situation they were in. <laughs> That's not why we're here today. We're not here to talk about God or wine. None of those things, in fact. Nope. Uh, we are here today to talk about something worse. As always. As per the usual. Uh, we are here to talk about the murder of Bianca Devins. There have been some pretty recent advances in the case um, as far as the person who killed her has been arrested. He's been convicted and he has been sentenced this week. So we figured it would be a good time to talk about it. Um, probably not something we would want to dedicate a full, like, like have as a focus in one of our regular episodes mm-hmm. just because of how recent it is and stuff. But we did want to talk about it, so that's why we were talking about it in a shot episode. A little bit of background for you guys who, if you're not interested, not interested. If you're not interested, I don't know. Why what are you here you. if you're not interested? Have a nice day. <laughs> They're here for our hot takes on yeah. God and religion. Come back next week. <laughs> we have more exciting things. Um, no, we are here to give you some background real fast. Um, in case you haven't been keeping up with this particular case, some background information. Um, 17-year-old Bianca Devins was killed two years ago. Um, she was a recent high school graduate, and she was a well-known online personality. She was known as a just super popular e-girl. Yep. So. I mean. <laughs> which, I'm not sure how I would feel if that was what my popular personality was boiled down She's seven, to. She was 17. Right. I mean. So, like. What would you have wanted your personality at seventeen? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't line up with now. No, that would, I was the horse girl in a cult when I was seventeen. <laughs> we we all make some risky choices in our youth. <laughs> well, she's really pretty. She is freaking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like 
She has a beautiful baby face. Her eyeliner is always on point. And all of the pictures that I've seen of her, which honestly, I wish. Damn. She was especially well-known, like I said, as an e-girl. So popular in the online gaming community, less the fashion side of things, more Mm -hmm. the game side. And she had a large social media following across multiple platforms. Twitter, Instagram, Discord, all those good places. Yeah, I think TikTok too. Yeah, I've seen that she also had some some people on TikTok, which then was like a reality check of like, holy shit, TikTok has been around for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. Damn, it still feels like it's new. <laughs> but it's definitely been around. It's new to us older folk. <laughs> exactly. The kids knew about it and tried to keep it a secret. Okay, I, I still say that we're zillennials, so we get both the best worlds. Yes. Youth and wisdom and side parts <laughs> you know I, I did a middle part the other day and i wasn't terrible i didn't hate it my hair can't do it yeah, because of my cowlick <laughs> so i was explaining this to dakota he goes wait i'm sorry side parts are out and i was like yeah so are skinny jeans he goes what yeah <laughs> like yeah there's a whole other world but listen my black jeans that i just bought yesterday for my business meeting they're straight leg they're not skinny jeans they are <laughs> straight leg black pants i got to they seem more breathable also. <laughs> My calves felt much less constricted. Yeah, I gotta I be honest. Like, I, I love know. a good pair of skinny jeans. Like, with a certain outfit. Mm-hmm. Like, and you got a pair of jeans that fit you just right. Like, fuck yeah. But it's a struggle for me also because I have long legs. Yep. And so finding pants that are long enough. So I was like, wow, Okay. I can wear these pants. They're straight leg pants. So even though they don't hit me at exactly maybe the right place <laughs> that I would want them if they were skinny jeans, they are still an appropriate length. And my calves can breathe and I don't have to fight to get it over my foot. So there you go. There are there are positives. I can acknowledge that. I'm not getting rid of my skinny jeans, though. I don't have to. I'm not gonna. So your jeans are expensive. My jeans are expensive <laughs> <So>. <laughs> because I, well, so I buy expensive jeans because it's so hard for me to find jeans that fit. Yeah. So I would not ask you to throw away jeans that. No. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no. And you can't do the, the middle part because of your. You my know. fucking cowlick. Yeah. So you're doing your best. I am doing my best. I had pink hair for like eight months. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And it will be coming back. Bianca would be proud. I think she would be. She Her pink hair is beautiful. Yeah, it is. I'm looking at pictures of her, and I'm like, God damn, I wish I had my pink hair back. Fuck. Um, so, Bianca met Brandon Clark over Instagram, mm-hmm. where she kept a lot of her personal details private. She obviously wasn't releasing her address or her full name, so that she did have some degree of anonymity and was able to keep some degree of her personal private life. Um, Brandon Clark was 21. So it's unclear exactly how old she was when they met. But... I mean, if she was 17 when she died... Yeah. And they would hang out. They had gone to a concert the night of her murder. So... They obviously knew each other well enough that she felt comfortable doing those things and going places with him. 
So chances are they had probably been talking for a while, which is super creepy. He's a pervert because she was probably 15 or 16 whenever. That's a predator, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> that is what that is. Mm-hmm. So they had been out at this concert. They were out all night. She was messaging people online through a couple different platforms. Um, Bianca had been talking to a another Discord user about holding hands with another friend who was at the concert. But Clark was supposed to be giving her a ride home. So her last message to this other Discord user was at 5.47 a.m. And then by 6.40 a.m., less than an hour later, Brandon Clark was posting pictures of her dead body Mm -hmm. to Discord and writing a really terrible message he said quote sorry fuckers you're gonna have to find someone else to orbit unquote feels unnecessary it is all unnecessary you know the worst part i mean of all the very very many terrible parts of the story is that those pictures people made them their profile pictures and sent it to her sister she, to the point where she had to delete all of her social media because people just kept sending her the circulating photos of her pictures of her sister. dead sister. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with people? Well, and part <laughs> of the reason why they were able to find her is because of this motherfucker because he also straight up doxed her. Oh. And a huge part, like I mentioned earlier, of her identity was kept secret. Mm-hmm. And he shared her real name and her home address on Discord. Lovely. I was just like, here you go. Have all the information you can. So her family has been terrorized, essentially, like you pointed out, with pictures of this dead daughter and sister because people are fucked up. Yeah. So I'm just reading this thing and I'm I'm on like people.com. Mm-hmm. It said that after Clark placed a 911 call, he stabbed himself in the neck as officers, like, moved in on the yeah. scene and stuff. And I guess he then laid down on top of her body, which is in that picture you saw under the green tarp. Yeah. And the officers were watching this all happen. He pulls out a cell phone and took, like, selfies of himself laying across oh her deceased body. So, after being, after he stabbed himself in the neck. So this is a super fucked up individual. Absolutely. Very, uh... I'm curious. I haven't seen a ton of mental health assessments on him. I haven't seen a ton of reports about whether he's been diagnosed with anything or what the deal is with that. But pretty much everything that I've seen so far is, um... That he's just a terrible shit human being who became obsessed with this girl who was much younger and mm-hmm. got shitty whenever other people were receiving her affection. And he couldn't handle his jealousy, and this is how he responded. Yeah, well, I do have to say, so, you know, at their at his, like, sentencing and stuff, he goes to address Bianca's family members that are there. 
And he starts by saying, how do you meaningfully apologize for doing something so horrible, so irreversible? That's the worst part. I can't take it back. But apparently the judge interrupted him, noting that Clark had tried to withdraw his guilty plea last yes. summer. <laughs> I was going to say right here, uh, he initially issued a plea of guilty yeah. because he was like, the family shouldn't have to go through a trial. Right. Uh, and then he was like, actually, JK, I'm going to try and get rid of that real fast. Yeah. But let me apologize sincerely. <laughs> I fucking love that judge for calling him out on his bullshit. So great. When I read that, I was like, yeah, good judge. Good job, judge. We <laughs> don't need to hear any more bullshit being spewed out of, what's his first name? Uh, Brandon. Brandon Clark's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess the judge continues to say... It seems like in the beginning you were focused on the family, the pain that you caused that family, but somewhere you started to focus on yourself, and that was what was confusing to everyone. You were more worried about yourself than Bianca. Mm-hmm. 110%. Um, Maureen Curtis, who is the vice president of criminal justice programs at Safe Horizon, um, specifically said, analyzing what Brandon Clark did, he said it was, quote, or she said, quote, it's the re- ultimate action of having control. It's saying, I have control. I'm going to show you I have control here. I'll kill you, and then I'll videotape you, and I'll show it to others so they'll see what control I have over you. It's not just hurting her by killing her, but hurting the people who love her, mm-hmm. unquote. Well, what, what other reason is there for? Right. This is... This is why I have such, like, and Lindsay, you're aware of this. There have been people in life that I have had to deal with, with situations where it's like, I'm the nice guy. I'm going to do these nice things for you. Mm -hmm. And then they get shitty when you give your affection to someone else who they deem as less worthy. Mm -hmm. And it's like... This is why shit like this is why that type of mentality is dangerous because at some point someone can't pull their head out of their ass and then they fucking murder somebody because they can't handle the fact that their nice guy antics or the fact that he was going to be giving her a ride home or was nice to her or whatever apparently wasn't good enough. Yeah, I mean, there's also it's also a response of rejection mm-hmm. on top of, I mean, of course, on top of that mentality, but like we've talked about the reasons why someone kills another person. Yeah. I mean, it's has to do with like how you respond to outside factors that then snap inside of you. So right. he's being obviously being rejected by her, mm-hmm. this girl who everyone, you know, follows and right. lusts after. Yes. You know, and has this huge fan base right. and, he he wasn't, you know, in, like, looking at it from, like, his perspective, which is terrible, but he's looking at, like, oh, I've done all these great things. I've like, been her friend. Yeah. It, and then he just gets rejected by her. Yeah. <laughs> and and he so his response their... is to murder her. <sighs> Fragile masculinity. Yes, exactly that. At its finest. It's funny because there is no evidence that he was ever abusive towards Bianca. 
prior to this. It wasn't like something that was a slow build that anybody is aware of. Now, it was pretty clear from the get-go that he was essentially obsessed with her because a week after they met, a week, he got a tattoo of a playground swing, which it was one of her favorite things. And I guess it was heavily featured in her videos. And she was like, I just like to go swing, whatever. So he got a playground swing tattoo as a tribute to her a week after meeting her. And he was actually invited to her high school graduation party. And he was bragging and showing it off that he had gotten this tattoo for her. That's weird. It's really fucking weird. So we had, we had talked before that he initially pled guilty and then mm-hmm. you tried to go back on it. But prosecutors were excited when he had initially pled guilty to everything because they that family wasn't going to have to suffer to go through a trial. Because when he goes through a trial, you see and hear a lot of details that right. haven't been made publicized or you don't already know. Right. And one of them, one of those details was a 10-minute video of Clark... Uh, like murdering Bianca. Yes. On on top of the photos that were already circulating. Right. There also was a video. <laughs> yeah, that they actually, the defense or the prosecution was going to be using as proof that it was premeditated. Mm-hmm. And that while this was ultimately a crime of passion, it also has more severe undertones and therefore should be prosecuted more harshly. Because it wasn't just a split-second snap decision of, I'm going to turn and kill you. It was a split-second decision of, I'm going to turn on my phone real quick Mm -hmm. because this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then I'm going to do it. So it does show premeditation in his actions. Mm -hmm. Even though it's been a while. um, And even though platforms have been trying to scrub the pictures as recently as October on what would have been Bianca's birthday her stepfather got the picture somebody had photoshopped a birthday hat can I ask what is wrong with people yeah people are so fucked up so um he was charged with second degree murder yes and it says that the maximum punishment will allow Clark, who I believe now is 22, uh, will see a parole board in 25 years. However, he can remain imprisoned for life. Yeah, and Bianca's whole family has come forward and said that they will be at every mm-hmm. parole board he- hearing to make sure that he stays behind bars and can never hurt anyone again yeah. because something that... I've seen in a couple articles I've had. I've gotten an article from Rolling Stone. I've got an article from CNN, one from Mashable.com, and the New York Daily News also. All of them, the family is like, he seemed like a totally normal, trustworthy guy. His family was like, this came out of nowhere. He was just a regular, fun-loving guy. We just thought everything was fine. And yeah, it was obviously his actions showed that he was super into this girl they're like he's just a nice trustworthy guy and her family's kind of like that's what makes him more dangerous mm-hmm. we don't want people to get caught up in that oh this is a nice trustworthy guy and maybe when he's in prison he's he does the right things and makes the right moves and follows all the rules but 
he is proven that he flips a switch. So until he acknowledges that and doesn't try and move away from it, like when he pled guilty and tried to retract it. Right. And will stand by it and can actually start working through his problems and why he did what he did. They're like, no, he doesn't need to be out here. In what I mean, any murder is awful, but this one is just, it has like an extra layer of just cruelty. Cause yeah, it, because it's not just <laughs> one offender. Yes. Brandon Clark is the one who ultimately committed this crime. Yes. But it's also all of the people who are continuing to share these pictures. It's, like I mentioned, who are photoshopping birthday hats onto her. It's like you mentioned who are changing their profile pictures to her dead body and Mm -hmm. messaging her sister and other family members. It's showing how shitty people can be for no reason except to hurt other people. Yeah. And that, I think, is, like, the saddest part of this case. Yeah, it's fucking terrible that she was murdered. And I think all of us wish we could change that. Mm-hmm. I mean, to die, to be murdered at 17 is just so terrible. Yeah, especially her sister, who was 15 at the time, mm-hmm. is now 17 and in her victim impact statement was like, my life is just beginning. I'm 17. And that's how old my sister was when her life was ended. Yeah, because Bianca had plans. Yeah, I mean, she was fucking smart. Yeah. Yeah, her mom says that uh, she actually was planning on going to college to become a psychologist because she herself struggled with mental health problems. Yeah. It's like this was a person. This is a whole person who, aside, like, who, I mean, yeah, she was able to create and be a part of a really strong online community. But outside of that, like, she had her own personal life. She had her own personal things that were really important to her. And this person took it all away because of his bullshit. Yep. And not inability to handle rejection. And nice guy syndrome to the nth degree. Also, he's got predator mentality. I mean, he appears to be a normal person. Mm -hmm. This no red flags. Yeah. I mean, that's also part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But that is what we've got so far. I'm really hoping that this doesn't turn into one of those bullshit cases where they're like, oh, he was really nice. He got some good behavior or whatever. Time to get let out. and Yeah, murderers should be let out for like good behavior. Dude, I just, (laughs) I got done listening to a podcast the other day, and in this particular case, like, it was, like, four girls who had murdered another, they'd murdered a Mm 12-year-old. It was four teenage girls who murdered a 12-year-old. And she, they, like, beat the shit out of her and burned her alive, essentially. Mm -hmm. And they all got out. And, like... Like, two of them got out in less than 10 years. And then the other two, I think the longest sentence that was served was 14 years. So, this doesn't need to be that. He needs to stay there for his 25 years 
And at, at least. His, at least. <laughs> and at his parole hearing, the judges need to be like, no, sir, none of your bullshit. If you're not fucking working on yourself and acknowledging these are the problems that you have and trying to work through them and get help for them. No, sir. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No. Prisons aren't set up here for any kind of... Rehabilitation. Yeah. No. So yeah. people getting out for good behavior doesn't mean jack and shit to me. It means they didn't shit anyone. Yeah. The bar is so low. So low. So incredibly low. <laughs> but then you have people... Like, and I think this is the biggest problem, too, is I don't... I, like, I... Prison reform is definitely a thing, and rehabilitation is definitely a thing. It's not here in the States because the system isn't set up that way. We are there just to keep someone locked up long enough that they don't kill someone else repeatedly, and we don't have spree killings. Right. Well, that's a problem we have because we have um, prisons that aren't run by the government. They are privately owned prisons. Like, yes, some of them are run by the government, but most of them uh, outside companies Mm -hmm. have a huge stake in it. It's for-profit prisons. Yeah, and and they are on the lowest of the totem pole of what kind of funds they're receiving to ensure these people are actually getting treatment necessary to actually make them able to live in society ever again. Yeah. But people will spend their life there for drug charges. I was going to say, I was reading something the other day, and I'm going to have to try and find it. It wasn't an article. It was just a Facebook post. And they were essentially like, here's the problem. Here's the thing. Here's why murderers get out Mm -hmm. after eight years. And people who are in there for, like, marijuana possession Mm -hmm. stay there for 15 or 20. If... We are being so bold as to completely ignore the racial aspect. Sure, yeah, obviously. (laughs) If we're ignoring that, it's also the ease of containment. Mm -hmm. Because if you have nonviolent offenders, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to keep a bunch of nonviolent offenders locked up. Mm -hmm. It's simpler. You don't have to worry about them going crazy and hurting each other, less fights. Whereas if you have this murderer, people are going to be targeting them. Or they're going to be acting out more frequently, or they're going to require X, Y, and Z. Like, like actual treatment. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a lot more work mm-hmm. to keep a violent criminal offender. Absolutely. So, if it's a for-profit prison... It also costs way more money, because it's not just a prison guard you need. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, it doesn't make sense for them to keep violent offenders, because it costs more money. I mean, I'm all and for... And it's more work. If you break the law, you should be punished... There should be... A, Unless the law is bullshit. Well, I mean, yeah, but I, I but mean, yeah. obviously I think the law is bullshit, but I'm right. still one of those people, like, it is a law, it and if you break it, it you are going to get in trouble, whether it's stupid or not. Right. I mean, I have this conversation with both of my siblings. Um, also, I'm just not willing to put any right. risk there, <laughs> just right. in case. The, just uh, in case. The risk-reward ratio is not... I cannot be not... A, a licensed clinical psychologist right. with any kind of record. Yeah. So for me, not worth it. I think it's bullshit, but I always think that like that. I mean, we are people that set the the law, the standards of law. Right. How long someone is in jail for? We made that. That's not yeah. a written rule. I mean, we came up with it. I just think it should make more sense. Exactly. So this is just terrible. 
murderers stay in there until they're uh, actually rehabilitated in some way that is quantifiable. I, yeah, yeah, I guess. Can I don't know. I still have this I whole debate on if you can actually be re- like a murderer can. Well, and I don't know how to like. Could Ted Bundy have been? No. Jeffrey Dahmer. No. I mean, the people like these really They're, horrible people. I think if it's like a crime of passion, depending on. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I covered that one crime of passion, and those girls were abused. But fuck, the way they killed their mother in that episode, yeah, like those details, that's a lot of crime of passion happening. Yeah, I think it depends on like the type of murder, murder, the reason why. I'm like, if you murder more than one person, though, you out, <laughs> homie. You got some other things going on. Probably you should not be around people. Yeah. But that's just me. It's my hot take. I, well, I'm all for the fucking death penalty. Insane. No one else wants to be all for that, but I have no problem saying I don't care if someone dies because they, they've taken lives. 110%. Especially, like, a serial killer. I, I was supposed to A serial bad. killer? Someone who sexually abuses children? I mean, I get or it. Or anyone Murder really? Murder is bad. That's always the argument. Like, who makes you a person that can judge someone else and say that they should die? But what made them the person that killed, like... Right. X amount of people. Right. <laughs> or, you know, whatever they did. I'm or f- fucked up so many people's lives irreparably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm fine with it, too. I'm all right with it. We are... That is not a popular opinion. <laughs> I, I know it's not. <laughs> and it's also not in the true crime community, also, which blows my it's mind. It's really not a popular opinion in the true crime community, whether, like, I feel like the most common thing is, well, no. That's unfair to say. <laughs> I think... Blanket statements. <laughs> I think many more people probably agree with it, mm-hmm. um, but maybe don't want to say it because they're concerned about the backlash. Yeah, which I think is stupid. I mean, eh. not that they're stupid for being con- but I think the backlash is stupid right. that someone would get that for having a fucking opinion that's completely logical and thought out. Right. I mean, it's not just some crazy statement. Right. Because here's the other thing. What kind of life are they going to have anyways if they're still alive for the next 30 or 40 years? They're not going to have any type of good life. So it's not. And if somebody is a has multiple has murdered multiple people. Fuck if I could speak. If somebody is a serial killer. Yeah. They're not going to get out. They should not get out. No. Also. So why does it, like, people are kind of like, oh, they take pleasure in the fact that that person's going to be rotting away in jail. Wouldn't it be better to know that they just don't even fucking exist anymore? So here's what I think. Okay, if you believe in religion, you know that person's going to have a way fucking worse time. Oh, 100 afterlife they're going to. Good fucking luck, homie. Or they're dead and they're rotting in the ground. Right. If you don't believe. So what does it matter? And then nobody has to be exposed to them. Because that's the other thing I think people don't think about is (laughs) even if they're locked up in jail, somebody is having to be exposed to them. Mm -hmm. And it takes money. It's just a lot. And anyways. Are serial killers worth my tax dollars? No, no. (laughs) And Lords of Bailey Sarian. (laughs) Nay, nay. (laughs) So, yeah. Fingers crossed he stays there forever and ever and ever. 
Uh-huh. Otherwise, we'll make another episode. I was going to say, and- if not, we're going to be real heated, and we're going to give some updates. So, if you guys have any more questions or want to talk about it some more, as always, you can find us on Instagram at Pod. You can also find us on Facebook, Luminal Cocktail Podcast. And on our website, which has a forum. It does. Which is luminalcocktail.com. And you can also send us messages there, too. We will look forward to hearing from you guys. And we will be back next week to serve you guys another round of Luminal Cocktail Shots. Mm-hmm.